Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, you're hearing my voice, which means Joe is once again no longer with us. Uh, he is now abusing the vacation policy just a bit because we're pretty lenient here. Obviously, we we allow people to leave. We're not a we're not a dictatorship here. This isn't communist China. Uh, I'm, this is it's just a little bit ridiculous. Two weeks in a row now without Joe. So here we are, uh, just me and Billy. Billy's here. Billy, say hi to the people. Yeah, Josh, I mean, two weeks in a row. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, I, I don't I don't know what to we're say. Gonna, I mean, we're just going to move past it. This is the best division. He's missing out at this point. Yeah, I mean, he honestly is. We're finishing up the NFC. He's missed half of the NFC at this point. I mean, I guess we'll just muscle on. I'm surprised he didn't skip the NFC North and skip the Bears, but he was there for that one, unfortunately. So yeah, suspicious how he was here for his own team, but when we cover you know eight of the other teams in the uh, conference, he's like, meh, who cares? Starting to put the pieces together here, but we'll we'll move past it. Uh, just one thing before we get started, I did want to touch on uh, we do have a a unique code that can make you money on Sleeper. Uh, most people, I assume, most of our listeners at this point use Sleeper. As at some in some sort of way, whether it's just for news, but I assume it's for fantasy football. Um, if so, throw a hundred dollars on there and you can get it matched for your deposit. Uh, if you use the code possum and you play the picks game, so you can go out there and bet on college and pro, uh, basically uh, prop bets on over unders on catches and yardage and rushes. And uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do. You can win some money and we can actually get you some free money as well. So use the code possum that, at, for those who don't know how to spell or haven't listened to a single pod of ours. It's P O S S U M and that's possum. And that gets you, I, I can't believe the possum thing has stuck this long. I guess we're just, we're in it for the win it for the ride. Jordan loves it for some reason. I, I, I really didn't see this actually sticking. We were trying to come up with a, for those of you who didn't, catch the pod i don't know a year and a half ago of uh, but we we literally were trying to come up with what what our mascot would be on the offensive points and possum does make a whole lot of sense but i'm not gonna lie i was against it from the beginning but now it can save you some money so go it, check it uh, out yeah, exa- exactly it, it kind of just came back you know it was like kind of annoying funny for a while and now it's like money funny now because you can make some money off of it i've played picks sleeper picks in the uh, in the past you do have to be in a state that is legalized gambling. Um, that is the only caveat. You cannot deposit if you are in a state that is not uh, able to gamble. But if you are, or once you cross the border into a state that has that ability, go ahead, fire up sleeper picks. You're already on sleeper anyway, playing your fantasy league. You might as well try out the other games they have available, which is the picks game. And like Josh said, NFL and college football, you can bet on the over-unders for thousands of players thousands of props i mean literally on a college football saturday 
they have almost every game and they have a lot of the players on there, which by the way, if we, I didn't want to even want well, to get before you, play. before you get into this, cause okay. I feel like this okay. is going to be a long I, time. I, I just wanted to clarify a little bit of a tangent. It does not have to be a hundred dollars. It will match up to a hundred dollars. So like, let's, let's yeah. just say so you put 20. Let's you got, yeah. Let's just say you got five, 10 bucks. How many times have you wasted five, $10 in your life? Let's just go ahead and say that a lot. If you can take that $5 and turn it into 10 or 10 into 20 to start off with, that's like basically you're doubling up on your money. And then you go win a bet and you literally earn it back in the first bet. If you bet 10 bucks and you started and you still got 10 to play with and you got 10 to win or 40 or however much you win on the bet, depending on the odds you put on it. Just saying, just want to clarify. I feel like I made that seem like you had to put a hundred in there. And uh, I love gambling personally. I know that that's some people have some problems. Please don't do it. If you have a problem. Yep. Good. Please call one hundred gambler hashtag ad. All right. But anyway, back to my little like nitpick with the, sleeper app college game so josh you you would think since sleeper has all of these players for the college side input into the system already because they're they're tracking all their stats because that's the only way you can you know have the gambles go through and complete it whether they get 100 you know five catches in a game or 100 yards whatever it may be the only way to do that is to track the stats and they already have the players input so why can't they just make college fantasy football available on the sleeper app? I have contacted them about this multiple times. They said they have no interest in doing that. I don't understand how it's not just the click of a button, the ability to do that. I don't understand how they can have the players in the database, but not able to actually allow you to play them in a game. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough about technology, but no, I just okay, don't so- get it. Let me let me go ahead and piggyback off of this. I understand what you're saying because college football would be really interesting, especially for the non-college football watcher like myself. If I could go and scour some stats and some players, and this guy last year, his freshman year, he had 800 yards. I don't have to go Google him. I, I'm just already on the app. I'm already there. But my thing is, how cool would it be to have your NFL players that you're getting in the rookie draft to be able to scour that and look at it and go see, okay, Bijan, man, he fucking killed it last year. Like I got, we see college stats from sophomore junior year, like, and just see all the, all the stats right there. And then you could kind of continue that and be like, let's say, uh, you know, a certain wide receiver, rookie wide receiver didn't play his rookie year, didn't get the opportunity to crack the top spot. But we look back and you see, you know, Jordan Addison, I'm just using an example. I'm not saying he's not going to play. Jordan Addison, man, he had a really good senior year, and I can see that. Just gives you a little bit more stats. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, if you're already tracking the stats, how can you not? There's got to be some sort of way you can track those a little bit better for you know the consumers. Literally, this is not helping the podcast audience, but it is helping the YouTube audience if they watch this. This is Brock Bowers. This is a tight end for Georgia who's going to be a first-round pick next year already has all the stats in there wouldn't this be a beautiful information when you were drafting to be just be able to at a click of a, a button be able to just toggle over and see those college stats real quick because that would just help people with their information in their rookie drafts I, just a little bit i don't know i i don't know maybe that's just me though it's probably coming man we're probably just preaching to the choir here and they're probably like oh yeah we're working on it calm down so well this. they just kind of shooed me away and i didn't i didn't love that response however let's get on to today's news we've got three stories one of them is kind of piggybacking off of a thing me and you just talked about last week um and that is deandre hopkins is a titan josh uh how do you think that impacts Traylon burks and the rest of the team um i kind of put a thing on twitter but i'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter no, I, I think your thoughts were pretty pretty spot on there. Um, I think this does hurt 
Burks for the time being, especially in, you know, uh, those people who drafted him in the first round last year are probably getting a little ticked off. Uh, they're probably sitting here like, well, what do we do now? But at the same time, I think Hopkins there will, I mean, Burks looked good for what the time that he did play. Obviously he dealt with some injuries. He dealt with the worst team in football or at least one of, um, so I think that adding Hopkins there is going to give him a little bit of a boost, but at the same time, he's his stock's down right now. And I think personally, I would love to buy this stock because we don't know what's going to happen with Tennessee, but I mean, they got three quarterbacks. My logic is one of them's going to have to figure it out. I don't know which one that's going to be. I doubt it's Tannehill. I don't know if it's Malik Willis. I don't know if it's Will Levis, but one of them is going to be able to throw the ball to basically the biggest wide receiver room in the NFL. I mean, these people got to catch balls. They still got Derrick Henry for at least another year. I mean, I'm assuming there'll probably be another year with Henry. He's, he's just part of the team. I'm kind of excited about this. I mean, like, obviously it would have been cool if he went to the chiefs or the bills or whatever, but to me, that would have been a lot like the NBA where you just ring building and just buying your free agents. I know Hopkins was going for money and I, I get that and whatnot. And I, I think, you know what? It's, it, it's, his, it's his profession. Let him do what he wants to do. The thing is, this team actually could be good. It's not going to be, you know, undefeated good or, you know, leading the division good. But with the addition of Hopkins, it does make the Tennessee Titans a football team to at least con consider. You could they could upset some teams here. Well, if you look, I mean, if you look around the division, it, I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars, I think we both think is going to be very good this year. But then after that, Houston's in a huge rebuild. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. And then the Colts, I think, are a total wild card. We don't, I, I think Shane Sykin's going to come in there and change it around quite a bit. I do think that offense is going to be better, but I think it is going to take maybe a year for Anthony Richardson to pick up what he wants to do there. I mean, he did do that for Jalen Hurts, but the first year of Jalen Hurts was kind of, mostly good but like it there was a lot of things that needed to be cleaned up second year Jalen Hurts was I mean what we're seeing now he's one of the top QBs in the league so this year might be a good chance for the Titans to like make that move and maybe spring forward and try to get um something going there um I think Derrick Henry is this is perfect for him this is exactly what he wants less stacked boxes that's what Derrick Henry will thrive he can beat stacked boxes but with less of the boxes being stacked he is going to thrive there. I do worry that without Tannehill, if they put Malik Willis or Lil Levis in there, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be very good this season. That's the only thing I don't I don't love. Um, Tannehill is a good quarterback for getting the ball to where it needs to be. He's not going to lose you games, but he's not exactly going to win you a game. I do think Malik Willis will lose a few games, and I do think Will Levis will for factual lose you games so i don't know where tennessee is going to be at i think they should stick with Tannehill, though i'm excited to see it honestly i mean Tannehill has had a pretty rough go at things in general for his career um this is this might be the best team he's ever played with offensively now like you just add hopkins and all of a sudden you're sitting here like wow like yeah this is this is nice for him um i'm i'm not saying Tannehill is a great quarterback i'm not going to be drafting him now all of a sudden in fantasy football but in dynasty or, you know, in general, like for the, for the roster and for this team, it's just making everyone better. Uh, I think trailer Burks is really the only one who took a big hit here because yeah, obvious reasons, but I think this is good for uh, trailer Burks in the future. It's just a good thing. It's going to give him at least a, hopefully Hopkins will give him that veteran leadership that he, he needs and, you know, get him to learn a little bit better. But honestly, he was pretty good as it was. It just didn't add anyone. And now they did. So I like it personally. I, I always thought that was a good move. 
I it's not that I don't think it's a good move. It's that it's a confusing move. Um, I texted you and Joe when this happened, but if they had just kept things going the way that they hmm. could have just paid things out, AJ Brown would be making like eight mil a year uh, on the contract that he was seeking. I mean, next year the contract for AJ Brown is going to hit the Eagles like a hammer, but this year he's still under the contract for eight mil. They're paying DeAndre Hopkins 12 mil. So it's like, guys, like, what? why didn't you just pay a good receiver? He's young. Like, he's younger. You could build around. AJ Brown could have, it. could have retired on the Titans for all they know. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. it was a dumb move. I, I applaud them and I thank them. Thank you, Titans. Thank you. I just like they to think that they could have made that move and then instead of drafting Traylon Burks, like this year, they could just be adding DeAndre Hopkins to AJ Brown and Derrick Henry and going into the season with that. It's just like, why did you overthink it that hard? I don't know. I'll never understand that one at all. Zero percent. It was a horrible yeah, move year, when it happened. It's a horrible move now. Last year, it really didn't. Okay. All right. For being honest, yeah, it's, it's a terrible move. But at, what they're doing now is rebuilding and a chance to, because I mean, with Hopkins and Henry and, uh, Traylon Burks, those three, that's a solid trio of offensive weapons. I mean, they did not have it. Well, then they got Chig, too. Yeah. And and yeah, he's his value is, I think, stayed exactly where it was before this move. If anything, might slightly help him. So I guess we'll, you know, kind of see what happens there. But for Tennessee, I I really hope they stick with Tannehill through the season. But if they start trying to get cute and put Lil Levis and Malik Willis out there to try to get something going. I, just, I think it'd have to be a lost season for that to happen personally. And then it's like, why did you even add nuke at all? And you know, Hopkins at all then like, I, I don't know. I get I, it. I, we'll I like it happens. for fantasy football. I like it for regular football. It's going to make more games interesting. Uh, yeah. You could have added Hopkins to the bills or the chiefs. And we would have just been dealing with the super team stuff. And honestly, I'm, I'm glad to see another, I'll say challenger, but another option for someone to, you know, put up fights and games. I don't want to see bad teams. I want to see more spreaded. Yeah. I want to see literally everyone have a chance. Obviously that's not exactly true, but you know, anyway. Yeah. No joke. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, all got turned down for contract extensions. At least the ones that they were seeking, not the cheap deals. The teams are wanting to give them. Josh, where does the running back position go from here? What what does this mean for the future? I I hate everything about it. I saw Austin Eckler was watching this uh, pretty smartly because he's going to be dealing with this next year. Uh, this man was talking about how he didn't make. I seen a tweet from Eckler that said, "I didn't. I'm making less than backup receivers." Now I I looked this up because I was like, "Who? What backup receiver? There are like three or four receivers that don't deserve contracts, and they're getting." Maybe not doesn't deserve contracts, but don't deserve more money than Austin Eckler, who is literally the lifeblood and soul of the Chargers. I know this isn't where you're going with this, but he's going to have to deal with this next year, too. I mean, he's wanting and what a lot of running backs are wanting right now, especially ones that are going to be seeking Jonathan Taylor, uh, some of the other running backs who are going to be looking for contracts next year. They want Saquon to sit out. They want yeah. the one of the best premier running backs to sit out. Now, unfortunately, I don't think uh saquon barkley will i think he's too good of a person um from my understanding he is just an overall good dude he actually wants to help the giants but he also wants contract and longevity because the problem is, is if he gets injured this year during on the franchise tag his 
price just vaults down. It's over. It's over. Yeah. And the problem is, is like, you know, we were kind of going back and forth with people on Twitter and they're like, well, next year he's getting a pay increase when he gets put on the tag. And it's like, yeah, he could also snap his femur five minutes into the first game. And then what happens to that contract? Then it just goes up into smoke and then he will never, ever get that contract ever again. And I just don't understand how people aren't putting that together that these guys don't want to just shut up and play. Like they, they need to be fighting for their future because, you know, they can't just sit and not do any, like they can't just watch their position die. It just can't happen. It's a sad state of affairs for the running backs position in general. Like I hate it. They literally equivalent for at least a third of rushing or a, a third of offensive yardage on the team. And to have a guy who can do that by himself, like obviously we're seeing a lot of teams split backfields and yes, to the argument of the guy on Twitter, yes, you can draft a fourth rounder and just keep playing the, the churn your running back game. But when you have Saquon Barkley, who is arguably the best running back in the league, or at least top three at any given moment of just sheer talent level, you pay the person what he's deserved. And the, th- the fact that it came down to a mere million or two a season, I think it came down to like it was a million and a half for one of the seasons guaranteed or something like that. Why can't you, why couldn't the two sides work this out? I don't know if this was between Saquon Barkley's agent or if the giants were just like, absolutely not. We're not, we're not doing it. Like get the deal done. You've like, honestly, like there's a chance Saquon does sit out. I mean, I think we really need to realistically think about that. And we're going to get into the NFC's preview here shortly. But um, personally, I think if there's going to be a, a person who sits out, it's Josh Jacobs. I think with the uncertainty of the Raiders, the way he, he was the running back one last year of like the entire league, fancy football and otherwise, uh, he he could actually sit out. I don't I haven't heard really? anything about this. I'm just thinking from where their team's at with Garoppolo and not knowing what's going on. Devontae's unhappy. Everyone's unhappy on the Raiders organization. So. Well, there's like multiple fronts that I want to tackle this. So this is going to take a minute to explain all of this. But like, for example, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, for example, are on teams that are very intricate run teams. They do not need to skimp out on the running back position. Now, the biggest argument is like, well, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl because they have cheap running backs. They have Patrick Mahomes, of course. And then people are like, well, Tom Brady and the Patriots never needed it. They had Tom Brady. Like, of course. Of course, when you have an all-time quarterback, of course you don't need a running back. Of course. Like, it's just there's 31 other teams that aren't going to win the Super Bowl. And for them to just skimp out on the position because the one team that has Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Super Bowl with a cheap running back doesn't mean that they just need to not pay the position. Like, it's not a talent thing. Like, had Saquon Barkley ended up on the Chiefs, he would still want this amount of money because he would still would be that talented. Like it doesn't make any sense to, I don't know. I just don't get that, that part of the argument. Yeah. That's like everyone's argument on Twitter. I actually was scouring Twitter just for fun, just to see this, but uh, people were like, out of these uh, running backs, who has won a, a Super Bowl? And it was like all the recent good running backs who haven't won a Super Bowl. Obviously, that was the answer was none. It was a rhetorical. By the way, one of them was Leonard Fournette with Brady back when the Bucks won it. That's a bell cow running back. So, like, I'm all right. All right, calm, I know calm that's down, not calm the down. one, but so I just want to clarify and say that the Raiders and the Giants without Josh Jacobs and without Saquon Barkley last year, don't even get close to making the playoffs. 
Like no, the, the they're going to be horrible this year. If both of them sit out. No so. way the Giants were going to make the playoffs without Saquon Barkley last year. He was literally the, like, sure you can you can all those Daniel Jones homers out there. Well, we'll get to this in a second. But all those people out there that think Daniel Jones is the next coming of Christ, sure. Wait till you see what you got when you got a rookie running back and a, a second year guy who's had about seventeen carries in his career. I would love to see what you guys look like out there without Saquon Barkley when you have one receiver who played probably the max nine games last year. I, I just, I don't think you can, you can really say anything with that team and Saquon Barkley and even giants fans are turning on him. Yeah. Good riddance. We didn't need you anyway. And I'm just sitting here like y'all realize like he's the only reason you're, you were even decent last year. Right. Right. They were pretty awful when he was not playing. And then by the way, Saquon Barkley, just to throw it out there, the number one rated plus pass blocking back in the league last season and it's like okay well there you go there, there's your other offensive lineman that you're tossing aside too it's just frustrating in the the last point i won't even make and then we can move on because i know people are sick of running back talk i'm sure but what happens when these guys go and want to trade austin eckler wanted to be traded this whole offseason suddenly there's a massive value isn't there because they want like a first round pick oh Oh, really? Okay, so now they have value, right? When you want to trade them, you won't trade them away for a third or fourth round pick. You want to trade them away for a first round pick. And it's like, okay, so why do they have value in a trade if you don't want to pay them like they have value? What, What's the difference? You know, like I don't understand why you now value them like they're a high paid player, but you don't want to just trade them away for nothing because that wouldn't make any sense, right? Like, yeah. Austin Eckler, an undrafted, an undrafted running back is fetching a first round draft pick. So you're, what capital are you giving up? Oh, the fact that he's a great running back. We're just not going to talk about that. Exactly. You don't want to pay him like he's a great running back. You don't want to give him the contract extension like he's a great running back. But when he but wants yeah, to you want to first, team, you want to trade him. But yet you want a first round pick for him. So kind of weird, right? That you didn't end up getting that first round pick. Um, and then you just keep them on the team. <laughs> like, I, all right, all right, all right, Billy, you're right. People don't want to hear it anymore, but I'm just, I wanted they, to be on the side have it both of both ways. I just, I know that everything's turning into the past heavy running the f- football teams and everything. And you got Patrick Mahomes, you've got, you've had Brady's for the last, I don't know, 20 years, but it seems like, and he'll be back this year. Don't worry. That's beside the point though. Um, you got all these past heavy teams now you still need a running back. I'm sorry, but the, the chiefs even still need running backs that just because they have, they, they still have a number one draft. Just because those team. players are underpaid, by the way, just because those pay- players are underpaid does not mean that the position needs to get totally downgraded all over the place. Like and, that's and not a just real to clarify. Thing. Let's say Clyde Edwards, Hilaire was actually a hit on that first round draft pick. You know, who would actually pay them? I think the chiefs actually would, although they got enough issues with pay payments and stuff, but yeah, and that's true. The running back position is obviously necessary. We've saw two running backs go in the first round this year. We saw three go a few years back. I mean, they're always going to be highly coveted. They're always going to have to pay them at least the maximum of what they're drafted at. But the second contract is like the one last contract that a running back gets. And it's just sad to see them basically be discarded after their rookie contract, which is basically dirt cheap. Like four yeah. mil, I think, is like the max at most times. So. I mean, Nick Chubb was the last one that we got that was over 10 mil, and I, that might be the last one for a while. I mean, if, I personally, if Saquon can't get it, I don't know. Who's I want going. to see, and this has nothing to do with me being an Eagles fan. I want to see this for himself. I want to see him hold out until he gets that contract. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Okay, one last news story. It's a quick hitter. Uh, Leonard Fournette visited the Patriots today to work out for them. Um, 
what are your thoughts on that if they were to add Fournette? I think that's a great idea. Um, I know a lot of people probably don't believe me. A lot of Stevenson managers out there get get nervous anytime a running backs in town. Um, I I personally think a Leonard Fournette is not really a an issue to this team. It's a it's a safety blanket for them. They should do it because uh, it's not once again every not everything's about fantasy football. But number two, uh, it would be a great addition to keep Stevenson healthy. Right now, uh, I don't really know who's going to be the number two as Pierre, Pierre Strong. Strong. Yeah, which people, by the way, I saw on Twitter today were already like, "Well, Pierre Strong was already eaten into his workload, and now Fournette's there. It's going to be a committee." And I was just like, "Oh my lord!" No, I think Stevenson actually is the first time uh, Belichick's really used just one running back in a long time, which is great. But yeah, no, you want to see another running back there. You want to keep Stevenson healthy for one. He's obviously the clear cut winner. I don't I think you need to get off Pierre Strong. I could even remember his name. I mean, I guess I got it technically, but like, don't. Don't think that it's a committee again. I don't think this is a committee because there's no Brady. It was a committee when there was Brady yeah. because they didn't want to commit to anyone. But Stevenson's literally like, I'm sure he's on the posters on outside of Gillette Field if they're up yet. So, yeah, I would bet the same. Like I, I was saying on Twitter today, I was like, I'd be more scared if Dalvin Cook was to sign there than Fournette if I was a Stevenson manager. I know there's a lot of people that are like, well, there you go. Fournette's going to be the one. Stevenson's going to be the two. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Because also there people are like, well, Fournette finished as RB12 last year in PPR. That means he's going to be – and I'm like, yeah, and Stevenson finished like seven. So I don't know why that would matter at all. Cook finished number 10 in PPR, and he's not even signed onto a team yet. So, like, guess how much that actually matters? Zero. Zero. And it was all – you know, and Fournette last year was not very good. He had Tom Brady dumping the ball off to him for most of the season – which just accumulated compiling the stats that he got. And I just, I don't know. I'm not that worried about that one. If I was a Stevenson, you know, as a Stevenson manager, like I just, I was going to say, that's as me. you are, you are, it's an insurance policy. Like I'm like, that's actually really perfect. Cause if Stevenson was to get injured at any point, you basically have the lesser version of him now on the roster in Leonard Fournette. And that's would be perfect. I would if say they're going to try to make a run. I like you said, the biggest fear, Cook signing there, that would actually be catastrophic, 100%. Uh, but honestly, the biggest fear for Fournette being on the team would be touchdown poaching. I could be a little worried about that. You know, instead of 12 touchdowns, it might be more like seven or eight for Stevenson, which does that is that does play a huge role. But I think the yardage and, and catch the game as well will be just about the same. Stevenson's actually been one of the most well-rounded backs the Patriots have had in years since what, what was the top? Who's the Dylan guy? Corey Dillon? Corey Dillon. Well, the law firm was pretty good too. Um, yeah. And another part about Stevenson's game, and this is a, what a lot of fantasy managers, like they think they know pass blocking grades off the top of their head. Sometimes Leonard Fournette was pretty bad last season. He did not grade out very well. Ramondre Stevenson was a top eight player, like in terms of pass blocking back. So even on passing downs, Ramondre is still the better pick to put in there over Fournette. It does not make a whole lot of sense that suddenly they would have so many snaps available when they shouldn't. Yeah. All right. We spent so much time on the news. All right. Well, since this is the NFC East, this is the last division that we're doing in the entire league. Um, we're going to, you know, the Eagles are going to be last. Let's not hide the, hide the lead here. And we know Josh is going to spend the next two and a half hours of our lives on that. So we'll try to make the first three pretty quick so that we can just let Josh go off the rip, talk about the fifth string running backs that he wants to talk about. So 
The first team that is up is the Washington Commanders. Quite a bit of turnover on this roster, but a few names stayed the same. So, Josh, take us away. Yeah, so we're talking about the Washington emails, uh, scams, uh, commanders. Uh, do, are they even going to be the commanders anymore? They're going to have to change their name at some point, I think, again. Uh, yeah, they did not secure like the domain name or any of the actual rights to the name, so they're probably going to have to change again, which is hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, getting into this, uh, not a whole lot of change uh, for their offense. Uh, it's Sam Howell, who started, of course, one game last year and looked okay doing it. Um, they also did get... Uh, Jacoby Brissett to back up him. Uh, not really too worried about it. I think it's Sam Howell's ball game until further notice, uh, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Um, I'm not saying go and draft him and redraft. I think Dynasty, if you if you have him, you're happy with him. If you can go, maybe trade for him. This is a this is basically a rookie quarterback right here with knowledge of a full season. So I'm not going to sit here and preach that he's going to be the best quarterback coming since uh, you know Joe Burrow or anything like that. But I want to give the guy a shot. Um, and then we get into the running back dilemma, which is Brian Robinson. Obviously, tragic story before starting the season. Um, and then I feel like, in my own personal opinion, that they made it a, a reason to get it to Brian Robinson because it was such a good story. And I feel like it kind of got the, um, you know, word off the email scams and the Schneider ownership. Also, yeah, this is a new ownership team, so we'll see what happens here. But um, I'm not saying Brian Robinson's not good. He actually did look okay. Uh, the 3.3 yards per carry thing wasn't great. He did just look like a bruiser, though. So there is upside to him continuing to uh, be good in the future. And I'm actually a little bit excited about him just because if he can actually get that yards per carry up a little bit, which to be fair, he had gunshot wounds in his leg. I don't we don't know what he was dealing with. I, I mean, it's pretty wild going as running back 29 at the moment. Um, he is pretty discounted and I'm pretty excited about it. This actually, to me, gives me the Leonard Fournette Rojo thing uh, a couple years back when we weren't sure who it was of running back 30, which is like what seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th round, depending on uh, Antonio Gibson's about five or six slots behind him. Um, also excited about him. Big pass catching guy. Uh, they just stopped using Gibson. The second, like if you look at the first four games, 2012, 11, nine on the first four games, Obviously, it, it trended downward, if you want to say that. Uh, there's a couple bad games in there. Also played Philly, Dallas, Detroit, and Jacksonville, who were all pretty good teams last year, although Jacksonville was pretty crappy the first year, first first week. Uh, but yeah, just basically stopped giving them the ball. He did have a little bit of resurgence in the middle of the season when they started kind of using him more as the pass catcher. Um, but at the same time, really just kind of got his role taken away from him after, you know, an 800-yard 800 rookie season with 11 touchdowns and a 1,000-yard sophomore season with seven touchdowns. Obviously not. Well, the he had a he had a resurgence in the middle of the season because they found out Brian Robinson wasn't actually very good at football. It was just weird because Brian Robinson was getting twenty something care. Okay, look at this week ten against the Eagles. This is the <laughs> yeah. Eagles. Twenty six carries for eighty six yards. I mean, it's, it was horrible. Twenty two for fifty eight. Uh, obviously against San Francisco, but let's go to even Cleveland. Twenty four for eighty seven. Uh, Cleveland's run defense. By the way, bad. that Philly game that was. For by the media, that was Washington figuring out the Philly offense by rushing 26 times for 80 yards. They didn't figure out anything. That was not a good game. And just the fact that he got the volume was the only reason he had that, those stats. Like They didn't figure out anything. That was a terrible, sloppy game that they shouldn't have won. 
Yeah, averaged 3.89. And then there was a flag at the end. We're not going to get into that anyway. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> I'm interested in drafting Brian Robinson and Gibson. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't think anyone does. You can pretend like you know it's Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson, but I don't think the truth is, is nobody does. I like Antonio Gibson's talent pre-Brian Robinson. I thought it was pretty sad that they just kicked the, kicked the tires on him. But he is the pass catching back. Uh, he's gotten 50 targets in the last two seasons. Uh, Brian Robinson ended up with 12 uh, and got 60 yards on it. So I'm just saying he's the pass catching option here. Uh, Sam Howell going to look, be looking for some dump offs. Uh, and then you get into the wide receiver room. We got uh, Terry, scary Terry McLaurin. Um, I think everybody's a little freaked out right now about him. Uh, three 1000 yard seasons in a row. The touchdown numbers have really never been there for him, but he's always kind of come out on top. And I love everything about scary Terry. Um, I think he's going in like the wide receiver 20 ish range. Um, it's a little pricey for having a rookie, essentially a rookie quarterback. I, I understand why anyone would be scared about that. Um, actually Jahan Dotson's probably the more value pick here, uh, had a great breakout to the beginning of the season, came back and continued to do it after an injury. Um, that was also with shoddy quarterback play. That was the Carson Wentz and, uh, Heineke games. It was, it was not looking great. Curtis Samuel is nothing more than a flyer. Uh, you're not getting him. You're not excited about getting Curtis Samuel. I just want to get everybody out there. Like there was a couple good games and there were some good stretches for him, but it was not real. And everyone was trying to trade him by week five anyway, which is the funniest thing. Uh, and he was like wide actually- receiver 10, like by week four. And everybody was like, look at Curtis Samuel. He, this is him. Like this can be him the entire season. It was not flying with anybody. And even what weeks five through nine, when Dotson wasn't there, that was those were some of his okay weeks, but it wasn't like he was splashing off the page. He did his mo- the biggest work in the first two weeks, and everyone was so excited. Uh, just I'm not saying don't draft Curtis Samuel. You can have him. He should be probably rostered, especially if one of these guys does go down. I think Terry McLaurin's the number one until further notice. I don't see him stopping. He's pretty much a thousand yards every season so far. Uh, Dotson sky's the limit for him coming in as a rookie. He might cut into Terry McLaurin's number, but Honestly, the biggest concern here is Sam Howell seeing how that works. I think I'm I'm taking Dotson all, all summer long. Uh so or all I guess fall long technically. And then sure. Logan Logan Thomas, uh kind of a weird season last year. He came in at uh it finished two years ago as tight end three in PPR, and everyone was uh, obsessed with him. Then he had an injured year, and then last year he was mostly healthy but didn't look like anything. Um, I think he's he's he should be on your watch list. Let's just put it that way. Uh, in Dynasty, obviously, everybody has him already. But in redraft, kind of a watch list tight end. I don't think you're, like, breaking the bank over drafting him. So. Yeah. Um, I, the only player I want to add, and I, this is just a uh, – this is not actually going to be a thing. I just wanted to mention him. Deami Brown. I know we're waiting for the breakout. Sam Howell was his college quarterback. They do have the North Carolina connection. Now, what does that mean? Probably nothing at all. Not going to lie to you. Probably not going to mean a thing. But it is an interesting fact. I think it's another watch list guy, man. I mean, you never know what can happen in in a football season, and especially with a young quarterback coming over um, and starting a full season. Now he had a full – I just – I'm excited about Sam Howell. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be. I know you really probably, are. It's kind of weird. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Do you not think this offense would be better if Jacoby Brissett was starting? Because I do personally. I, I guess you see you see one game from a guy, and then he so he had a full season to learn under not great circumstances and quarterbacks to teach him. Let's be real. Uh, and we got we got new ownership here. We got new uh, 
managers. Oh, I guess Ron Rivera is still there. We got Eric Bieniemy coming in. Let's put it that way. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I mean, you got you got a new team, a new mantra. I mean, you got a guy who played one game last year, got to sit a full rookie season, gets to learn everything over the summer. I'm hoping Sam's working hard right now. I hope he had a, a good off season and good study a film session and saw what he did wrong and saw what the other quarterbacks did wrong last year. This team has. One of the best pass catching options. I mean, the three of them, the four of them, if you put Deami Brown in there and then having a stellar one, two punch on the running backs, kind of like the big, big, small kind of guys, this offense could be good. I mean, the offensive line is not perfect. Uh, it could use a little bit of help, but it's not bad either. Um, so I don't know. I just, I'm optimistic about him. I like to see, I like to see people get a shot, you know? I mean, we wouldn't have seen what happened with Geno Smith if they wanted to, you know, go draft a rookie and do that. I mean, Geno Smith got a shot because of the trade and all the stuff that went, happened down last year. And so what happened to him? Obviously he's a veteran, a little bit different, but anyway, I'm done. I'm done preaching about Sam Howell. I didn't mean to make it that way. Um, no, anyway, defensive, defensive wise, uh, Chase Young still kind of waiting on that, like great season. Uh, obviously he might be traded good. this season. <laughs> it, it is possible. Um, but I mean, it is still, he is still, I, I don't want to say he's a bust yet. I, I, we're not, we're not putting it there. There was a lot of injuries that happened with him. I mean, obviously that happens in the game of football. I think we all know that. Uh, hence another reason why you should pay your running backs. Uh, but anyway, could be good. I always, I've always liked Montez sweat, but I personally think he needs a guy like chase young. Um, I'm not really over targeting Montez sweat cause he's kind of deep, deep defensive line backup kind of guy. Um, and then Jonathan Allen and drawn Payne on the inside, they can have their fantasy value. Uh, but I mean, Really, this D-line could be good if Chase Young really stepped up and became the superstar. But I think you're right. I think he's on the trade nice. as it does. So. I think so, too. I think Detroit, they should be – Detroit should be looking at him. That would be just a stellar with Hutchinson. All right, anyway, uh, try to get through this team, but it's just – they actually have some pretty good defense uh, roster talent. So, oh, yeah, uh, sure. obviously, Cole Holcomb's gone. He's on the Steelers. Uh, wishing him the best. He's been one of my favorite uh, linebackers. But there's a lot of tackles left here. So we got one season wonder Cody Barton right now uh, coming over from Seattle, joining him and D Jamin Davis on the uh, inside kind of important tackle positions. Um, I like both of them. I, I, I'm not sure exactly where they're going. I know it's not like super high, uh, but they're pretty discounted linebackers. And there's 100 plus tackles vacated with Holcomb's departure. So I think Cody Barton technically slots in at the middle linebacker position, but Jamin Davis could have every opportunity to do it too. I'm targeting these guys in every IDP league that I'm in. Uh, that's, you know, going for the deeper depth kind of guy flex uh, starts and just kind of bench spots or just depth in general. Yeah. And then safety cam curl. Um, I missed the boat on this guy. Um, and I think, I think I don't want to say it's over. Um, he's, he's had, he's had some success. It's not that he's bad by any means. But I feel like there was that one year where he just broke out, and I just don't see it. I mean, he's safety, you know, twenty ish. Um, it's it's up there. Like it's kind of an injured season last year, so there. I, I get the logic on him. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just I'm a little less optimistic than the rest of the people. But he is kind of the only safety at this point on this team. Uh, they got Derek Forrest here. I have no idea who that guy is. So, anyone you want to touch on? No, uh, not defensively anyway. Um, I will say that I'm still waiting on Fedarian Mathis. Um, yeah. He was a second-round pick last year. Still might be available for taxi squads out there. If you guys run two uh, two-year taxi squads, I think he could start hinting his way into the lineup. But no, you, you pretty much nailed it. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry to trash talk Carl so much. I mean, he actually has had pretty decent. No, seasons, I mean but... you're not wrong. We, I mean, I drafted Curl last year, hoping he would be like my, you know, safety that I could lock onto. But he was okay. He but plays I... a role, but I feel like he's more of that like top fifteen safety uh, instead of the top five that everyone was expecting. So just more or less the hype that killed it for me. I can agree with that. Uh, the over under for the Commanders is six and a half. All right, let me pull up the schedule, see what we got here. So, starting the season against the Cardinals, they get themselves a dub. Uh, Broncos, Bills, Eagles, Bears, Falcons, Giants, Eagles, Patriots, Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams, Jets, 49ers, Cowboys. It's a tough ending. I kind of, I mean, 7 and 10. That doesn't sound impossible to me. I'm thinking I'm going over. No, I kind of forgot that the NFC East got all the uh, NFC West teams. Yeah, I see Cardinals and Rams, and I'm like, well, those are dubs for the most part. Cardinals, Rams, uh, they could beat the Patriots. They're going to win a, one at least. Well, in I heard the Broncos games. in there. Like, that's a good team to get sloppy. Like, the thing is, when you're playing the Commanders, the game's going to be a sloppy mess. Like, it's not going to be fun. Neither team's going to walk out of there thinking, wow, that was a fun game to play. And that's what they kind of want to drag you into. It's like playing the Giants. I feel like they're kind of a similar team. I actually have pretty decent faith in the Broncos. I'm actually going to go over here because I'm, I'm kind of hoping Saquon holds out and the Giants actually realize what they're missing. And that's basically two dubs for the commanders. I don't want to give them them. But, um, no, I'm seeing some teams in here that they can beat. Falcons, uh, they, they're probably going to start out two and two. Cardinals, Broncos, then Bills, Eagles. Then they go Bears Falcons, so that's that could be four and two. Then they need yeah. three more wins throughout the season. Right, one. I mean, they'll probably beat either the Cowboys, I mean, or the Eagles. They beat the Eagles last year. They might beat yeah. the Cowboys I mean, this year. I assume they'll win at least two <laughs> division games. Yeah, this team is going to be annoying for teams to play. I think. Um, yeah. All right. A good on to the Sorry. Yeah, not so bad. Not should not be the bottom dwellers of this. Uh, Division, but this division's just pretty. I mean, they weren't that bad Eagles, last year either. Pretty good. So yeah, they really weren't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, all right, on to the New York Giants, who actually made it to the second round of the playoffs last season. Um, pretty weird style of play. It wasn't really fantasy relevant other than Saquon Barkley, but um, let's get into some of these guys. So we'll just start with the top. Saquon Barkley um, is running back six right now. 
The biggest issue is what we've been talking about already for this episode is that he may hold out going into the season. That is something that needs to be monitored very closely because when you're doing your drafts in August, we may not have an answer yet, Josh. That's the scary part. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on when you do your draft, if he's not available, if you know if he's not there by like week two or three, and he starts getting these fines, we don't know what that's going to look like. I don't. I don't love banking on that. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be one take Saquon Barkley this year unless he falls to like eleven or twelve or something ridiculous. But I don't I think I will say. be the one. I don't think I'll be the one grabbing him in the first like seven picks and be like, okay, I feel good about this. I don't want to be now, that guy. I assume by the time most people have their drafts uh, that late August, early September, there should be news about Saquon, so we should know. But honestly, all those people drafting early, I like the idea of the gamble with Saquon, especially if he does slip to like yeah. 11 or 12. I was going to say, if he slips to the second round, kind of like he did last year, which he, I think a lot of people won their fantasy leagues because of it. Um, and honestly, I could see this slipping. People will draft Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor before him. People will draft Eckler before him. People that they know are playing. My uh, prediction is that he makes it to the second round. Like, I think he can make it to that 13th pick. And I think that that is where I feel comfortable, even in early drafts, taking him. Um, but if he's any higher than that, I would feel a little bit less good. Oh, and I, I completely agree with you. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, like, when does the slip become the, you know, you're getting right. two, you could get, I don't know, Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley to start. Or maybe you get uh jamar chase at the seventh pick and he makes it back on the swing around i mean there's a chance that you can get a really great starting cast and the best two combo in the league if saquon plays all right so very true all right um so his backup is eric gray uh rookie from oklahoma i'm very you know fond of eric gray i watched him quite a bit at oklahoma there is going to be a little bit of a, a you know, learning curve coming into the NFL, I think, quite a bit. He was a fantastic passing back. Um, the running was pretty decent as well. I, there's definitely some issues that I think you're going to have to be cleaned up. He's no Saquon Barkley, obviously, but I do think growing his running back 70 right now will change quite a bit if that Saquon Barkley news starts to leak in. I think you may end up seeing him taken quite a bit earlier than he probably should be. Um, Again, probably going to stay away from this one because there's a good chance you just end up with a pumpkin on your team and you can't do anything with it. Um, but worst case, you have Saquon Barkley's handcuff if you grab Barkley and then need to grab Gray. Like You'll have both, but I, I don't want to take just Gray by himself. No, but there's a chance that uh, people snag that Gray in the you know late rounds of the, the draft just on the off chance. I mean, it's just adding another running back to the carousel, so... Yeah, yeah, and there's a chance that with Gray and, like, Breda, like, they could be, like, a two-man thing. Who knows? Um, All right, on to the quarterback, Daniel Jones, going as QB 14 this year. I think Daniel Jones is the definition of if you've punted on quarterback and you may have even missed the second round of quarterbacks, like somebody takes Anthony Richardson after they randomly took Josh Allen, and you're like, what the hell is happening? A second quarterback run? I think Daniel Jones fits the perfect definition of the guy you grab in that situation. Look, he was not bad last season. He finished as a top 10 quarterback. I, we can't deny the stats. And if Barkley's out, I feel like that's even going to put more pressure on him to perform next season. Now, with Barkley out, does that mean he's going to play worse? That could probably be the argument that you need to make. Yes, Josh. I 100% would make that argument, number one. But number two, I want to talk about how he had one 40-point game, and then there's a 30 and a 28, and then everything else is 20, 22, 14, 15. 
it's not a consistent quarterback that you want. I know people are. No, I'm saying it's the it. definition of if you've missed every good quarterback and then you're starting to miss the second round of quarterbacks yeah. because people are taking backups for some reason. But this people are excited about this guy, and it makes no sense to me. His running upside is really exciting. Yeah, obviously he can run. We've seen him do that. But like, and this probably is the best receiving cast he's ever had. I hope as long as they can stay healthy. He stayed healthy. Just, that's the that's what it is. It's a war of attrition, and if you can just stay healthy for the whole season, then you could end up as a top ten running back or quarterback. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, there's a steal now!" Like that's kind of yeah. the situation there. I hate it. Um, all right, on to this this plethora wow. of wide receivers i don't even know where to start but i guess we'll start at the top isaiah hodgins joe's favorite player in the nfl is going as wide receiver 77 probably who i'm going to be if i'm going to be getting one of these guys probably going to be going after hodgins um i do like the fact that he re-signed to the Giants, so it makes me feel like they f- want to f- trust him a little bit more um he's kind of touchdown dependent not gonna try to scoot over that uh, he's not more than a flex play at best, but I think he's the best of these guys to throw a dart at. Um, other names that you could throw a dart at, though, Paris Campbell, wide receiver 78, Jalen Hyatt, the rookie from Tennessee, uh, Bolitnikoff Award winner, wide receiver 83 this season. Uh, Wandale Robinson, one of the heroes of last year's uh, rookie drafts, wide receiver 84. Darius Slayton, what we can in the league call old faithful Darius Slayton. He's going as wide receiver 85. This should all, all tell you something, by the way, the fact that these guys are going all in a row. And then the old man who you never thought you'd see again that comes off the mountain, Sterling Shepard. Um, they're all there. And I honestly, Josh, think they're all going to be relevant in one game this season. Not consistently. You're not going to know when. But one of these guys is going to be good in every game this season. You're just going to be like a whack-a-mole trying to figure out which one is the one that you want to play that week. Yeah, I was actually going to touch on the point when you got to Hodgins, but I was like, I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) So you just mentioned six wide receivers that you're probably right. All will have one good game at the very least. (laughs) Yep. I I know Joe loves Isaiah Hodgins. I like, and yeah, you're right. He's touchdown dependent, but like, how can you sit here and be like, yeah, it's fucking Hodgins or yeah, it's (laughs) It's Wandale. I personally think it's going to end up being Slayton or Shepard out of all of them, but then they're going to get injured and then it's going to be high yeah. and then it's going to be Paris Campbell. And then it's going to be, high. I mean, it's just, it's well, then Wandale is going to be involved somehow. Like who, who knows, man. The problem is, is anyone who drafts any of these receivers is going to drop this receiver before it goes off. It's just going to be a free agency headache with all these giants. I, I guarantee at one point or another, there's at least two of these giants receivers on the, the, the free agent to grab because Hodgins got two touchdowns in a game. Or well, Wandale. and the projections are going to be like nine to ten points because even ESPN's not going to know who the hell to play that week. So they're all of the projections are going to be right at that nine to ten point range. They're going to be at the top of your free agent pool, and you're going to be like scanning through, and you're going to be like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy did have that one good game, and like you're going to think it, and then it's not going to work out for you. So just laugh at your friend we're gonna be me and josh are both gonna be laughing at joe and isaiah hodgins name sticker goes on to our draft board at our late draft that we're going to attend we're all gonna be laughing at him and you at home should be chuckling at your friend who takes the chance on the new york wide receiver because they heard some camp news about him or something like it's a disaster all right on to probably the wide receiver one on this actual team that's darren waller what going is tied in seven right now um look 
We haven't seen Darren Waller be Darren Waller in a couple of years. There's been some injuries involved with that, some game plan issues involved with that. But I think this year we could actually see a little bit more come of it. I think he is going to be a good outlet for Daniel Jones. And like we keep saying, if Saquon Barkley isn't there, a guy like Darren Waller is perfect um, for this team, I think. Yeah, I'm just nervous of Darren Waller. I know it was because of injury concerns and honestly being overshadowed by Devontae Adams' arrival as well a little bit because even the games he did play last year were you know pretty underwhelming. I don't want to be the guy who says Darren Waller's done, but he started his career basically when he was 26. I mean, that was his come out year. He broke out on the scene. He looked phenomenal. Then 27, phenomenal. 28, 29, not great. Now he's in his 30 year uh, on his career. I just, I'm not super excited about Darren Waller. If you can get him at the right time in drafts, I'm excited for him, but I definitely would want a backup. Like I would love to pair wide receiver or tight end seven. Like Jesus, that seems a little high for me. I just, after not playing really for the last two years, I mean, sure, he played 20 games in the last two years and he ended up as tight end 17 and 31. I mean, the, there's value there because the tight end position is so random, but like, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just, I'd be nervous for you. Don't, don't go in thinking I still have Darren Waller from three years ago. No, you have Darren Waller from more like two years ago, the 600 yard, few touchdowns. I'm, just, I'm assuming touchdowns should be a thing. And especially if Saquon sits out, I think that would actually give him a little bit more of a boost, but just don't, yeah, don't get too hyped. I I would have to agree. All right. This defense is really good. I'll just go on through the names real quick. Um, starting at the top, Dexter Lawrence, one of our favorite uh, nose tackles. Uh, Leonard Williams also has put up a couple of good seasons. Aziz Ojulari, this would be a good year for him to finally come back. Uh, the linebackers are just phenomenal this year. we got Bo- Bobby Ogrecki coming in from uh, Indianapolis. And Micah McFadden, who was the fifth round wonder from last year, that should be a good linebacker duo. I think you're going to get a lot of tackles out of them. Um, and then Kayvon Thibodeau, who was the first round pick last season, um, had a lot of fun splash plays last season, and he should be able to co- uh, continue on doing that this season. And then in the secondary, Xavier McKinney has kind of been one of my favorites for a long time. He's a guy that you can get pretty cheap, but he's also going to kind of sometimes give you Good games as well. Um, anybody you're thinking of or wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, I was going to say McKinney. I'm super excited about um, when they drafted him. We were kind of like, what the hell? They had Jordan Love, a couple other safeties at the time. And now he's pretty much the only one left. Obviously, Bobby McCain's there. But uh, Xavier McKinney, th- this team just swoops up safety tackles. Uh, I don't know if yep. it's because the obviously Okie Dokie Man. Man, I just... Fucking had a seizure oh, trying to say. I, I, I tried to say that and my brain just stopped. So we're going to go with Okie Uh But yeah, no, I love McKinney. I also want to talk about, and I, I don't want to be that hater, and I'm sure all the IDP heads are going to hate me for this. Let's calm down on Kayvon Thibodeau. Let's see what he's got first. Um, I know he had some splash. I, he's not going guys. super high, so I, I don't think everybody's like. Super I know, but on him I, I've gotten an argument. I really wish Joe was here for this because I've gotten in arguments with Joe. He's like, I got Thibodeau, man. It's great. And I was like, I love him as a player. I want to see it first, though. You know what I mean? I don't want to just give it to him. And this D line's good, too. And he didn't have, you know, it was a rookie year. You, you can't really take too much out of it. But I was say, like, that, that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Was it just I want to see it, but let, let, let's calm down until he does it, basically, for this. This. Thibodeau fans he's way more important for actual football than fantasy 100%. football which is the problem with you know a position like this where it's like you need him to be you know good for both but 
He's definitely good for real football. We'll see on the actual fantasy part. Um, the New York Giants are seven and a half games. So, wow, that's actually a lot less than I was expecting. But yeah, no, they're not they're not believing in the Giants this year. All right. Well, they start off with the Cowboys and then go to the Cardinals, uh, 49ers, Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills, Commanders, Jets, Raiders, Cowboys, Commanders, Patriots, Packers, Saints, Eagles, Rams, Eagles. Damn. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I know we did this last year. We did this with the Giants. We thought the Giants were going to suck last year, and we said, oh, there's no way they're going to – and then they end up in the playoffs. So maybe I'm fooling myself, but especially if they don't have Saquon, especially, no. There's no way in the world. No shot in the I actually think there is a way in the world if Saquon plays, but I think there's also – it's more of like a 60-40 shot of them doing it. They have a hard schedule, man. Yeah, yeah, dude, they got 49ers, Bills, obviously Eagles twice, Cowboys twice, uh, Jets. And, oh, that's preseason. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Oh, they do play the Jets. Never mind. I think you said the Jets. You Jets, said the Dolphins. Dolphins. Too, like, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. I, I don't like the ending stretch. Like, I don't think they make the playoffs, even if they do beat this, because that it goes Patriots, Packers, both going to be fighting for playoff spots or at least trying to. I don't know. Maybe not Packers. All right. I'm calming down on that. Uh, Saints probably mm-hmm. fighting for a playoff spot. Eagles, then they get a layup with the Rams and then Eagles. <laughs> Just to like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll go under too. I think Sounds seven, good. though, is, is pretty right with them. I mean, they could yeah. be better, but I think I agree. Um, all right, let's get on to Dallas. Honestly, there's not a whole lot to talk about on this team, so this one should be short and sweet. Dak Prescott is going as QB 12 right now. That feels about right. I know there's a lot of people that have put him as maybe like a top seven quarterback, one of the guys that you should be kind of paying up for. QB 12 feels right to me. So, honestly, if you're going to get him at a QB 12 price, which is usually like the 10th round, like when you should be taking a quarterback if you are playing the game properly, not bad. That You could do a lot worse than Dak Prescott. I know this is very un-Eagles like of me. I like Dak Dak Prescott. That value is phenomenal. With yeah, for real. Like, I'm. It's weird to see the public like that normal about it. Yeah, and I actually really like the value here. If you're punting on quarterback, this is this is your target all day. Yeah. Don't pay up though. Just gonna throw that out there, everyone. No, do no, not no. Pay for his for his price tag, eleventh yes. quarterback off the board, sure. For sure. All right, going to the running backs. Uh, we got Tony Pollard, who is the RB seven going into the season. Um, feels it's for you, Bill. Very, 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 very rich. I know I, I am the Tony Pollard guy because I thought he was gonna be better than Zeke. They said they're not gonna bring anybody in. I just don't know how that's possible. I don't think Tony Pollard is a one man backfield kind of guy. And the guys behind him, we're talking about Malik Davis, we're talking Deuce Vaughn, and like Ronald Jones. I think, um, can't say that I'm a huge fan of these guys as far as the backups go. You should see the same amount of like uh workload, like you should see a big workload, but at the same time, like I don't think Tony Pollard can hold up for an entire season on his own. I just I can't I can't I would love to see it just happen. because I, I love me some Tony Pollard, but I will say uh, the people who are standing about Deuce Vaughn right now, uh, everybody is all over Deuce Vaughn in the dynasty community. And I just want you to calm down, man. Like just because Zeke's gone doesn't mean it's he didn't even Vaughn. get, he got drafted in like the sixth or seventh round. Like it was, it was, it's opportunity. Dad works for the Cowboys. It's like, I don't, you know, 
I still think there's some guy that signs here. I don't know who it is because it's not going to be Fournette or, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be, but like. I still think somehow Zeke comes back on a one-year deal. I know it's like not like well, the they, Cowboys. Like they but... keep saying that, that that's no, there's no way that's going to happen. So I know. maybe this is Dalvin. The Clark. running back market know. is just we'll so see. saturated though, especially like let's say Zeke doesn't get signed and Pollard gets injured. <laughs> you think Zeke's not coming back? Like, let's, let's calm down. But obviously yeah. that's probably not oh. going to be the case. But I just have I this weird think... feeling. I I'm hope so for wrong. Zeke because Zeke's last play for the Cowboys cannot be that pathetic, uh, whatever play they ended the season on. Like that cannot be the last play that they. End Somebody told me Zeke's about that the other career. day, and I forgot that was the last play. I forgot all of about Zeke's that play. career for the Cowboys. That was it. That's just yeah. horrible. Okay, um, I'll move on to the wide receivers. CD Lamb, wide receiver seven, perfect. We love CD Lamb. Um, he's kind of gotten shaded by the Madden community. Weirdly, he wasn't a top 10 wide receiver in Madden this year. Feels like that's kind of disrespectful. They have him like below Amari Cooper, which I just don't really think that's true. But I don't know. It's Madden's game, not mine. Um, Brandon Cooks is going as wide receiver 43. I think that's a fantastic value for Brandon Cooks. People forget how good Brandon Cooks is. And now he's on an actual offense that's trying to win football games. Hasn't played on one of those in a while. And that's kind of fun to career. see. He has the weirdest career. Literally, like me and Josh play this grid game um, where you have to play put players in from different teams that have played like, you know, if they played for the Rams and the Patriots. Brandon Cooks is a, is a king of this game because he literally has played for everyone. Um, but wide receiver 43 is fantastic for Brandon Cooks. You're getting fantastic value there. I think he's going to return it at least. And I'm kind of excited to see what this is in the, in the, the, Barks here you know what i mean i mean he he's yeah dead. for sure like obviously he's got to stay healthy he's a little older i know people hate old people in uh football which you know old as 29 is wild but, but you know here we are but he's gonna have like 400 yard games this season maybe more and i i just you know he's not on houston anymore he's not playing with the the terrible tanking houston texans like he'll be better um and then our last one is our boy michael gallup wide receiver 61 I'm probably not going to be on the Michael Gallup train this year, but I wouldn't fault you if you take him at the end just to see what happens. But I just don't see how he will factor in because Brandon Cooks is going to command a large target share opposed to CeeDee Lamb, who's also going to have his normal share. I just don't think Gallup's going to get the share to make you make this make sense for you to draft him. I feel bad for Gallup, man. He just he was supposed to be the number two when Cooper left, and then he was injured for the beginning part of the year, and it just never really looked right after that. Like I think if he was fully healthy, I think he didn't get injured in preseason or in OTAs or something. something and I like think that, he, yeah. like if he if that didn't happen, like what could have been with Gallup, man? It's sad. Like, but yeah, I think Not I think wrong. Cooks is the number two here easily, unless something crazy happens. But apparently, Gallup is feeling good again, as they say on Sleeper. For sure. Um, all right. Tied in for this team. The starting tight end, quote unquote, is Jake Ferguson going as tight end 29. I would not believe this at all. Honestly, they also have Luke Schoonmaker, Peyton Hendershot. They have about 15 other guys on the team. They have a guy named Seth Green, which is kind of a weird 2000s throwback out there for everyone who knew Seth Green for, as the actor. He voices Chris on Family Guy, weirdly. I don't know. He's also apparently uh, tied in on the Cowboys. I don't want any Cowboy from this team. I liked when Dalton Schultz was there. When Dalton Schultz went down, though, it was just a throw a dart and land on a tight end. And I swear, 
I will never get who the guy who taught who caught the touchdown for them is this year because every time I think it's somebody, Joe's like, "Hey, that that wasn't Peyton Hendershot. shot. That was actually uh, Jake Ferguson." Like, "Oh, okay, cool. I yeah. don't know who that is, but glad that he caught that over over uh, <clears throat> Peyton Hendershot. Dude, don't honestly, wanna... so me and Joe have a little thing going. Uh, I've noticed in at least leagues. I don't think we've ever actually talked about it, but um, I'm a I'm a Hendershot fan, and he's a he's a Jake guy, so. We're going to see what happens here. I don't know who it is. And they drafted the rookie tight end too. I I just liked Hendershot when he was on the field. He looked good. I actually had to spot start him in one of the leagues. I I want this. I want nothing to do with these tight ends. Don't want. Oh no. It's like a tight end by committee. Honestly, they should just offer Dallas tight end as a position like that. You should just be able to draft that as like a one encompassing player. And it would just be white tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. And you would just get all of them all one time. Um, all right. On to the defense. Um, obviously, we have the GOAT, Micah Parsons. He's the, one of the best players. I wouldn't be surprised if anybody took him as their IDP number one overall. Couldn't blame you either. Um, he's just all around a great edge rusher. Um, all right. Leighton Vanderesh is finally back as being the starter on the team. And he played really well last season too, which was kind of funny after he was kind of getting benched for Jalen Smith. And then they didn't know what to do with him. And yeah. And then he ends up being the guy all along. Um, They also have Damone Clark, who is a starter there at linebacker. I would not be shocked if DeMarvion Overshone from Texas, uh, who is a rookie there drafted in the third round ends up taking over for Damone Clark. So I would not be drafting Damone Clark very heavily, even though he is currently slated to be the starter on the team. They also have Demarcus Lawrence, always a good solid addition to any team. And then in the safety positions, Donovan Wilson, Malik hooker, they're not going to win you games, but they're not going to lose you games. So if you need a spot start from a safety, either of those guys is good. Um, and then if you still are a believer in Trayvon Diggs, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. People loved Trayvon Diggs, man, and still do. Sorry. Yeah, because he was like unrealistically catching the amount of interceptions he was having, and people were like, "Oh, I, dude, I'm telling you." To last year before the season, we I did a startup mock draft, and he was like DB like six or seven, and I'm like, seriously, mm-hmm. seriously, like, do you seriously you're gonna take him? There is I know it's not the the end all be all strat, but I literally only draft safeties unless I have cornerback specific slots. Yeah, literally. There's no cornerback to trust in the league right now. There's no not one, I don't think. I can't think uh, of one, the Bills guy, White. Uh no. Um Tredavious White. I mean no, Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That guy just gets tackles, um, man. He soaks up tackles. Yeah, it's not. At least basically point. a safety. I just I don't understand why every time and this is for all those people who are just getting into IDP or might one day. Just remember this little tidbit. Don't draft Marshawn Lattimore. Maybe that's a little outdated at this point. Don't draft Jalen. Stephon Gilmore. He's Jaylen on this Randy. team right now. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Don't draft these <laughs> high name cornerbacks. Oh, Sauce, Sauce Gardner. Gardner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brains in the right place there. Do not draft them. Like, just don't. Just skip it and go grab. Uh, Tracy Walker from the Detroit Lions 14 rounds later. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the safety there. There's like four safeties on the team, but I'm just saying like Jaylen, so Jaylen many... Petre was free last year. Free. Yeah, I got Jaylen a bunch Petre, of free safeties And he was year. the number one safety. So that should just tell you everything you need to know. All right. The over-under for the Dallas Cowboys is nine and a half. All right. Sorry, I did not have the schedule ready because I was just going on a tangent about cornerbacks. All right. Starting with the season, they got the Giants. Then they go Jets. New York, New York. Um, 
we got Cardinals, Patriots, 49ers, Chargers, Rams, Eagles, Giants, Panthers, Commanders, Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Cow- Lions, Commanders. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I could see him. How many you say, 10, say 10? 10? It's nine and a half. So 10 and, and half. 7. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I hate the Cowboys like with a fiery passion, but they can win 10 of those games and probably will. Yeah. Barring. I, I mean, spectrum. 10 and 7 is not a fantastic season. So if they were to get that, that would. I'd say a wild card is in their in their future. That's true. We'll we have there. agreed on everything so far, which is probably not great for the podcast. But uh, I mean, oh well. Joe should have been here. Honestly, those vacation days are running <laughs> out. He's actually paying us back for truth. this one. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the final team preview of the season. Uh, do you need me here, or do you need me to leave, or are you just gonna yeah, roll I've, this actually, one out? Yeah, let's just go ahead and remove you real quick. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, you can come back. All right, the offensive point favorite, uh, or at least Josh's favorite, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so, so far, had a great offseason, added more talent, although it was mostly George Bulldogs. Uh, Just some notable offseason losses were Miles Sanders, Javon Hargrave, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, Zach Pascal, all of our coordinators. Uh, 100% understand (laughs) that those were some big losses, Uh, but they did actually fill most of those holes, I should say. Um, So we got... In replace of Sanders, uh, he's he's replaced by a combination of one-year deals of DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Yes, I understand they are not part of the running back signings uh, or paying the, the running back. Glad Sanders did get himself a contract, but at the same time, the Eagles have no money. Like, they literally cannot afford. I'm surprised they kept the team together. They did. The finagling they did with Slay and Bratberry alone is just phenomenal. Um, anyway, they beefed up the defensive line by grabbing Jalen Carter at nine and then grabbing another Georgia edge rusher, Nolan Smith. Uh, and then they added Keely Ringo, also Georgia, and Sydney Brown, Illinois, but uh, to bolster the defensive back depth. So the really only glaring hole on this roster is linebacker, and we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, you could still find what, which is what I'm wild, and what I think is wild with the breakout of the Eagles last year, you could still find discounts on these Eagles. So let's just get straight into them. Jalen Hurts, the number one guy. Uh, in my opinion, arguably number one quarterback. Uh, he was number one quarterback for most of the year last year, and he still got all the weapons to to boot for it. So I think you're going to see a lot less of that running up the gut for the first downs, uh, which I think actually translates to more uh, pass catching or pass throwing, I should say, from Hertz. Uh, 3,700 yards in 15 games last year, and I think it's only going up. Uh, obviously missed those last two middle of the games before the Giants' last game of the season. So you're getting Jalen Hurts. Um, honestly, it, it all depends on where quarterbacks go. I mean, he's QB1, QB2. Um, we have him at one. People have him at two. I get it. I've actually seen him at number one, though, in some leagues. He's just a phenomenal guy to watch, and I'm hoping for the best for his career. Signed a huge contract. Was the highest paid person in the league for about 14 days until uh, Lamar Jackson got his contract. Uh, but he's sticking around the Eagles for a while, and I think you're getting him, you know, second, third round where the quarterbacks start biting. Um Little bit rich for my blood. Uh, I don't like drafting quarterbacks that early. I was really happy to get them last year. Uh, running back wise, this is actually where it gets real interesting. So they get DeAndre Swift over from the Lions, uh, who's had such an interesting career so far. Uh, missed about four games a season. Um, but the thing about him is, is he still puts up numbers. I mean, you see running back 18, 15, 21, and all of that was splitting workloads for the most part. 
And we saw the vulture Jamal Williams last year get 17 touchdowns while Swift was uh, dealing with some injuries. So the problem is here is you got Swift and then you got Rashad Penny, the also injury prone running back who is pretty great when he's playing. Uh, You go back to his starts of seasons, which is pretty much when he plays, uh, you know, 2021 didn't really play, played a little bit at the end, broke out for 19, 135, 170, 190 yards. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The combination of these two, is going to be a great for the football team. You know what's not going to be great for? Fantasy football. You want to know why? Because they still have Gainwell. They still have Boston Scott. I don't know why. I, I They got Trey Sermon somehow still for some reason. Um, I think Gainwell's still going to have a role in this offense, and I don't know what it is. I, I like both of these, and they, they're both going to be rostered on Team Swift and Penny. I actually really like the idea of getting Gainwell as your last pick in the draft because if one of these already injury-prone running backs goes down, Gainwell is immediately stepping into their slot. I just want to say I'm I I love DeAndre Swift. I want to see him succeed. I, I honestly I don't dislike Rashad Penny. What he's done has been pretty great when he's on the field, but I just be a little weary. They're uh, both going at like running back twenty to twenty-seven or so, um, so it's not you're not breaking the bank for him. But I just. I feel like if you can fill up your running back slot first and then grab one of these guys and just kind of roll the dice on them, I understand. I understand if you want to do what you need to do. Then we get into the receivers. We got A.J. Brown, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who Tennessee just did not want to pay. And these numbers right here, the 1496 and 11 touchdowns is going to go up. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know how far up. It could be 1499 and 12 touchdowns, but I think both of these numbers go up. And I think the value that you're currently getting him at in the middle of the second round as wide receiver four or five is what you're going to want, especially a guy who can go out there and, you know, deliver consistent <clears throat> performances throughout the year, which is what he was in Tennessee as well. Uh, for those of you following along on YouTube and not, he was pretty damn consistent in Tennessee before, you know, getting injured in 2021. But in 2020, he was the 10, 20, 20, 20, 12, 16 kind of guy. And, now in Philadelphia with the high-powered offense that they're in, I just love everything about A.J. Brown. I'm so glad he came here. I'm so glad I was distracted when we made the trade for him. Thank you, Billy, for letting me know when we were live on the air. And then Devontae Smith, a very underrated guy. Nobody expected what he did last year. I think he was going probably like seventh or eighth round last year. Uh, broke out for 1,200 yards and a touchdown, or seven touchdowns, I should say. Um this guy now also is one of the most important people on the pieces on this team, especially late in the season for being the, you know, quote unquote, little guy on the team. Um, he was making some big plays and he has the speed, uh, which also a little bit shaded on Madden got like, they both got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith both got 91 speeds, which is just like kind of ignorant, but anyway, uh, you want both these guys on your team. Devontae Smith's going more in the fourth, fifth round. So I understand that targets probably more uh, likely for your team. Uh, but AJ Brown and Jalen hurts are worth the price tag. You need to Swift and Penny are both dice rolls and Devonte Smith, I think is the best value other than Dallas Goddard who uh, tight end 12 last year after playing only uh, 12 games uh, and since taking over for uh, Zach Ertz has eight. Well, actually that year he still had Zach Ertz 800 yards and 700 yards the last two years. I also think these touchdown numbers go up because I think those QB sneaks go down, which is one thing that Dallas Goddard hasn't had consistently and hasn't actually broke the top 10 of tight ends yet. So I think this is the year um, giving him two full seasons at tight end 10 and 10, uh, 12 or 11 in PPR. Uh, this is absolutely playing a full season. This There's no sh- no doubt in my mind that he's a top eight 
tight end easily. Um, the value for him is pretty decent as well. I think you're getting him at tight end six, which just to get a consistent guy on a team who's going to be throwing the ball is pretty great. So <clears throat> anything you want to add to that? No, I think you touched on it pretty well. I mean, I'm, I'm gathering as much AJ Brown as I possibly can. Um, I think that he is the best one of the, like, you know, if you don't get the top two, if you don't get Jamar chase, if you don't get Justin Jefferson, that next batch, my favorite of that batch is AJ Brown. So I'm going to be on him quite a bit. And yeah, I still think you all should have added a receiver this off season, but there's only so much money. There's only so much money. There really is. There's no money on this team. They did get Alemedy Zacchaeus uh, from Atlanta, uh, which I think just basically fills the Pascal role. Quez Watkins stays in his spot too. I think they're basically splitting that wide receiver three. They also run a lot of two tight end sets, which they're not really fantastic for fantasy purposes. They do have the accountant, Dan Arnold, though. We should talk about that. Uh, <laughs> they got the the preseason darling, Tyree Jackson from last year, Jack Stoll and Calcaterra. They actually have like 14 tight ends on this team. My, my guy, Calcaterra, man. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, they do have Marcus Mariota as the backup now instead of Gardner Minshew, obviously, over on Indy. So just heads up. Uh, Defense-wise, uh, it's still pretty much the exact same defense. Uh, only thing we're missing is the linebackers. Edwards and uh, Kaiser White have moved on. Um, yeah, obviously, we don't have Hargrave anymore, but the combination of Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis uh, is going to be just fine. And then we got Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett all rushing on the edges uh, along with Nolan Smith as the addition there. Um, and then so basically that leaves linebacker as N'Kobe Dean, uh, which didn't really play a whole lot last year. It was also a rookie out of Georgia for those who didn't realize that the Eagles have the entire Georgia defense. Um, but I actually have a lot of faith in him and also the value is not ridiculous for him in drafts. Um, so if you can maybe snag Dean or maybe throw a trade out, I mean, it might be a little too late at this point. Cause I think people are probably on him, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what he's got. He's a little bit undersized for a linebacker, but that does mean he's speedy. So I'm pretty interested to see what's happening here behind that. It's a combination of Christian Ellis, Nick Morrow, Sean Bradley. I think, I still think they're a candidate to add another linebacker to this. Um, isn't uh, Devin Bush still a free agent at this point? He's on Seattle. Oh, he's in Seattle. Okay, my bad. But anyway, there's a couple linebackers out there that aren't that could be a good addition. But at the moment, it's the Kobe Dean, and that's why process of elimination tackles, tackles, tackles. Uh, anyway, sure. like I said earlier, Slay and Bradbury are still there. Once again, cornerbacks. I understand if you have to. Uh, Slay could make for a big play, as you know, is his nickname. Um, and then safety wise, uh, we did lose C.J. Gardner Johnson. Actually, didn't touch on that part. And Mike Epps. Uh, which were our two safeties, but Reed Blakenship showed up um, in the late part of the season uh, whenever we had some injuries to CJGJ. Uh, they added Sidney Brown uh, out of Illinois, and then Terrell Edmonds will be probably the starter for the safety unless he's just really bad and Sidney Brown beats him out in camp. So I actually thank you for, you know, I'm, this kind of leads right into what my only discussion for the Eagles is. I think Sidney Brown is going to be the end, end up being the starting safety on the Eagles this season. So, my reason being is, A, Sidney Brown is ridiculously good. He was at the Senior Bowl, had a lot of fun covering him. He was like, he seems like he's way too short to play the position, but he's actually just really, really good at finding the ball and being able to disrupt plays as they're happening. And I also like, so the new defensive coordinator for the Eagles, his name is Sean Desai, he has a safeties background um, from when he worked with the Bears because he went from the Bears to the Seahawks to the Eagles now, and now he's the defensive coordinator. And I just think they drafted him in the third round. 
I think there was a reason they did that. I think they went and found a guy that they wanted to get into their system. I do think, you know, they have the guys ahead of them right now, but I think throughout camp we're going to be, by the time the season actually starts, I think this year is like, where did that guy come from? Brisker, Jalen Petre. I think it's going to be Sidney Brown. That That's going to be one of my hot takes. I'm probably not going to do it on the hot takes episode because it's a defensive player and it's kind of boring, but that's my hot take is that he is the guy this year where he comes out of nowhere ends up with like 80, 90 tackles, couple interceptions, and we're looking at him at the end of the season like, wow, I can't believe that he was like that involved as a rookie. Yeah, I'm excited about him. I was glad to see we drafted a safety because honestly with all the D-line, all the Georgia people, the first three picks were Georgia's. So um, I was a little worried that we wouldn't address the safety position, but I really loved the Sidney Brown signing. Uh, watched some tape on him. He looked phenomenal. Did not know all that. I appreciate you learning me about a little bit of Eagles, so. I like I like Sidney Brown. I was really interested to see where he goes. And then he ends up with the Eagles, who take like all the good defensive players. Keely Ringo, and have, like, good cornerback. Nolan Smith, like one of my favorite defensive like uh, D edge position players. And he ends up with the Eagles, and it's like they somehow snipe Jalen Carter away from the Bears. Like, oh, uh, one thing one thing I got to touch on for defensive line is Nolan Smith. Um, it's not this year, guys. It's next year. And Graham, which sucks and goes, I I know, I I know a lot. I bet people paid up to get him because of what he did at the combine, having like one of the best combines from an edge rusher. And I know. And I think people forget that it's, it's a, a defensive line swirl on the Eagles. And it has been for about five years. I think they're kind of, I think things are trending that way and it's keeping them fresh. Graham, is still there and he's still yeah playing. but we wanted micah parsons damn it we didn't want a like a rotational piece so we wanted the next, next year big next name. year he won't be able to afford a piece to actually supplement nolan smith it's going to be nolan smith and, Has- and Hassan reddick on each side basically and you'll get a little bit of Derek barnett will be gone graham will be gone cox will be gone that d-line will be all the new young guys which is going to be really exciting and i'm glad that nolan smith will have a time some time to learn under graham who's been on the Eagles for what seems like three decades. So just wanted to put that out there because I think people are a little overly excited on Nolan Smith, but I am, but it's going to be more rotational. For the future. Than, we just, yeah. we were excited because we were hoping he would come in and be a, a big. He might right too. There. I mean, there's a chance he like. It's not impossible, like, I guess. He makes right. the plays on his small starts and maybe he gets a little bit more carries or not carries, uh, more pl- snaps and everything. So not wrong. Okay. Um, 11 and a half. Okay. All right. Start off in Foxborough for a Super Bowl rematch from years ago. Eagles Patriots. Then we go or we're home for the Vikings, Buccaneers, Commanders, Rams, Jets, Dolphins, Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Real tough middle stretch. Four games yeah, in a row. No joke. I mean, like it's funny on this team. I'm five. actually going through like who would the losses be, and damn, there is like four or five losses that are well, not necessarily losses, but like games. No, no, no I, I, I get what you're saying. So yeah, it goes Cowboys, so, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, and only three. Well, fortunately, three of them are at home. Obviously, they got to split with the Cowboys. They're gonna beat the Cowboys. I personally think they're going to beat the Chiefs. They're going to have a lot of pent-up aggression against this team. I will fortunately be at this game. Uh, I'm very excited to go to this one. Um, 49ers, I'm a little worried about because I think they're going to have a lot of aggression at us. Um, The Bills, I'm not so worried about. I think it'll be a good game, obviously. 
I, I think we, I think honestly, we don't lose a game until the stretch. Um, my, well, my main so reason. Oh, sorry, God. The th- the thing is, is like last year they finished fourteen and three. Worst case, twelve and six this year. I feel like so that still is over, and I think they there's no way they go twelve and six. So, I I'm gonna have to go over. I was gonna say I don't think we get fourteen wins this year, especially with that stretch of seems five. Strong. Yeah, I mean it's possible, obviously, but like that, I think we're just the the we're gonna be tired by the end of that. I mean. We usually lose to the Cowboys as it is. I think that's our first loss. So we go Patriots. Yeah, okay. Uh, Vikings, I think normally, like let's say we this was week six and, you know, Rashad Penny wasn't playing anymore or anything. But, like, we're going to be fully healthy, f- f- hopefully, you know, uh, for that, for those these couple games. And then we got Bucks, Commanders, Rams, Jets, sure, tough. Dolphins, a little tough. Then Commanders for a little break before the Cowboys uh, and ridiculously top team stretch. But after that, it's a cakewalk. We're just going to go out there and win some games. I mean, we got to make through that five-game stretch, and I'm sure the Eagles are thinking the same thing. So I'm going to go over, but I, I don't think it's far over. I, don't, I think 12, 13 seems about right. 11 could be the, the number. But sure. we're, we're going to go to the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting year. And, man, they really, they really gave us a tough schedule after last year. They sure did. All right, let's quickly go through the NFC as far as the playoff teams. I think we can safely say, I think just based on what we talked about through this last month, Eagles probably have the number one seed overall. Um, it's looking like after that, we're thinking the 49ers, probably the two seed. Um, four seed would be Detroit. Is it fourth or third? Our third seed would be Detroit. My bad. You're right. And then... New Orleans maybe would be the Yeah, I think we were split on this one. one. Who did I have? I, I had someone not no, I think I had New Orleans going and then I said something about under on on their record. And you were like, You think that they're gonna have eight wins and win the division? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think you think yeah, New Orleans. So you have New Orleans as the fourth seed. And then after that, I think we're going it's Cowboys. They sh- Cowboys. Seahawks and then the Vikings or yeah. the yeah no that that sounds about right so it'd be Eagles 49ers top two seeds I, I'm not gonna so say Joe and I think one. Atlanta is gonna be that seven seed but you seem to think that it's gonna be Minnesota oh you think it's gonna be Atlanta over the Vikings yeah yeah oh, okay I don't believe that. Okay. I think it's going to be a weird year for the NFC. I think they're going to have just kind of like it was last season. They have three good teams and the rest of them are kind of ass. And that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah. I mean, that's just where we're at. I don't know what else to say. The AFC has weird teams. Last year, the NFC looked pretty efficient. Like they looked like a good division. All of a sudden the Eagles emergence, the 49ers emergence. I mean, there was a, a resurgence of teams here. The Bucks were gone. The the Packers were gone. The you know the the big name teams were gone. Brady and Rodgers and the big quarterbacks. I mean, it's just it's weird to see this now. But man, it is. But it's just it, what's tough is like we just we think that there's cross off teams before the season even starts. I mean, Panthers out, Tampa Bay out, Chicago most likely out. I mean, there could be a weird year. Rams out. Cardinals out. 
Um, I, it's just like, I don't, right, know. I, 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 I don't want to say I'm not, I just want the record to say I'm not scratching off the bears of the commander or the uh, Buccaneers. Sorry. I will scratch off the commanders. That's fine. Uh, as playoff teams, you think those are legitimate playoff threats? I think there's an actual chance that Justin Fields is really good. And that actually leads okay. this team. They have two receivers now. I mean, the defense is bad. I get that, but th- why can't they be like the Vikings? I mean, obviously they don't have Justin Jefferson. Solid answer. Get, get extremely lucky, right? They could, they could be that. They could get extremely I mean, lucky. The Vikings have, win so many games where they like, you're like, why? Like they didn't, you just shouldn't have. Like, but I mean, obviously that's Justin Jefferson as well. So I don't know. I I'm just we'll saying. Let's see a big. But Baker's pay, playing for his career right now. I mean, I, I I'm surprised. I mean, I agree, but he's been he's been right. playing for his career for three years now, and I just keep watching and waiting for something to happen. Literally the best supporting cast he's ever had, and the Buccaneers are not but four people away from what they were two years ago, other than Tom Brady, obviously. Hey, he maybe like this him. is my like you know how you're with the Eagles and you like want them to pick against them every week because you don't want to be too cocky about it. Maybe that's what I'm doing here. Maybe it's a self defense mechanism. For myself, maybe to be fair, you you have homework for Baker for so long. I'm I'm not saying he's great, but uh, I am a beaten down supporter here, so (laughs) I love to be wrong for a change. How about that? I would love to be like, you know, instead of or I'd love to be right for a change, but I guess we'll we'll see. I don't think it'll ever happen. Looking at the back end of this, we're giving the Cowboys barely 10 wins, and then the seventh, we got a a coin toss between Atlanta and the Vikings. Why couldn't it be any team? It could literally be any team. And the seventh spot. I, I guess that's true. Asses. I guess they're going to get their asses kicked in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're going to go on and make the fucking run, but I know, you know I can't wait for next year when the Eagles make the Super Bowl again. Everybody's going to be like, "Well, you know, they only won the they only made it to the Super Bowl because the NFC sucks." And it's like, okay, cool. They can't choose who's in the conference at the time. It's not a real thing that can happen. And here we are. Anyway, any other last thoughts? That's our that's our game previews. Finally, we're done. We can do other fantasy podcast stuff. Yeah, we finally get to get back to like real fantasy, you know, type stuff, not just division previews of every team. But it's been fun. I'm glad that we've gotten to do it. I say I like doing this. I don't know. I'm hoping the listeners at least like it. I mean, where people didn't like write us angry fan letters. I I feel like. I feel like what happens is, and from the people I've talked to, is that people save these up and then listen to them all as a prep for the season at one time, which isn't a bad strategy. Not, you know, if you want some I learned from these, content, so I'm assuming that they learn from these as well. It's good. You know, we're all learning together. It's like we're hanging out at a bar and you're listening in on a conversation. That's basically what we're doing here. Yeah. Hang out with us. All right. That's, well, that's all we got. Sleeper picks again. Go put in the code possum. Get you some money. Win some bets. Um, if you are gambling a little bit too much, one eight hundred gambler to, and get that taken care of. But if you are just wanting to make a friendly wager, code possum on sleeper picks. Josh, get us out of here. I'm not going to say good night because a lot of the people that listen here are in different countries. So I hope you have a good day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.